Hey, hey, listeners, thanks for stopping by today to Behind the Story with Chuck Tuck. And in today's podcast, I am here with my guest, Judy Bailoff. She is the author of 365 Days of Abundance. And in this spiritual groundbreaking book by Judy, she's going to help us apply the 12 universal laws, the principles of success, and in his divine word. And this is really going to be very enlightening and this is going to help your life. So do you want to create a life of abundance in every area? And are you determined to change the course of your destiny? And do you desire to live life full of wealth, happiness, and wisdom? Well, if that's the case, stick around and listen to the words that Judy Bailoff has to say. And again, this is from her book, 365 Days of Abundance. And definitely, you're going to get a wealth of information. So let's go ahead and get started right after this announcement. Welcome, and I see your book in the in the background there, 365 Days of Abundance. But there's a whole lot more to the subtitle, right? Yes, there is. How to create a life of wealth, happiness, wisdom, and inspiration through the 12 universal laws, the principles of success, and his divine word. I, I love it because we all want, we all want wealth of some sort, whether it's monetary or not, but we all... I think somewhere, somehow, we all desire wisdom. Because to me, wisdom is, there's no, there's no dollar value you could put on wisdom. It's, it's help. It's what helps me at least get around the world in everyday situation. Whatever wisdom that I, I can gain, whatever knowledge, that's, that's wealth to me right there. You're absolutely correct. That is wealth. And one of the things that I've noticed is a lot of the classes and teachers that you run into, they're talking about how to 10x your income or how to make your yearly income your monthly income. And what they don't realize is if you lose somebody you love, no amount of money in the world will make you happy. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, there is so much out there where we place so much value on on dollar or the monetary thing. Um, but it, it people, I think, should understand that it goes beyond and it, it, and it needs to go beyond just that dollar thing. The friendship. The, I can't put a value on friendship on my friends. So there's wealth. There's no. value right there. So... Or, or if you've ever stood, think of some place you've been on vacation. We were on Monhegan Island up in Maine, and we were engaged. We weren't married yet, and I thought he might propose there. And we stood on that cliff, and it was like we were in heaven. It was like the strangest feeling. It was like the best most joyous, peaceful, we still, it's actually in my book because I will remember it the rest of my life. 
those moments, they tell you that the moments you can remember what the air smelled like, what you felt like, those are the best moments in life. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, because at the end of the day, when that day passes, what do we have? We have memories, you know, and and there's Mm -hmm. a wealth of information, a wealth of wealth, knowledge, wisdom, and all of that which has just happened. But I don't want to get totally off the subject and topic of your your book, The 365 Days of Abundance. I want to know about you. I want to know how you came about, why you wrote this book, and what are these 12 steps? So, Well, it's an education that you will never forget, Jack. I... Six years ago, I had to have open heart surgery. And when I woke up, I had five strokes. Wow. I couldn't read or write, walk very well because I'd lost my sense of balance, the use of my right hand. And the doctors said I had lost my complex thinking. I'm not sure I ever had it, but they said I lost it. Hmm. So the recovery from that was challenging it was difficult but recover i did and then i went back to my big banking job and they let me go of course they said they were downsizing or whatever right but it was because i was 64 a female the highest paid goodbye So at 64, I had to not only recover from the strokes and the loss of a job, I started a new career, brand new, never done it, and have been blessed beyond measure. I've made half a million dollars in this new career, which is money. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But the better thing is, through that job, I got introduced to... Bob Proctor, who was teaching a course called Principles of Prosperity. And it was based on the 13 principles of success and wealth that didn't think and grow rich, which is the book by Napoleon Hill. Didn't we all read it at some point? We're supposed to. Say, We're supposed to, yeah. <laughs> but even if you did read it, like I did in my 40s, you get to the end of the book and you go, well, I'm not rich. I, I read it. I, I don't know what the secret is, but okay. Back to work, right? Back to the kid, back to your house. So this time when I went through the book, I was profoundly affected. I wanted to know what the 12 universal laws were. I asked my study group. They didn't know. So I looked them up. I started studying them. I started realizing that the principles that Napoleon Hill put in his book were actually based on all the stuff that's in the Bible and the 12 universal laws. Like, I'm like, you know how they say there's nothing new under the sun? Right, yeah. Right, yeah. So, and Napoleon Hill himself, because I heard him lecture, not not when he was alive, I'm not that old. <laughs> it was <laughs> some tapes they had, uh, 
that I got to watch. And he said this, he said, understand that I didn't create anything. Everything that's in these principles is already in the world. All I did was organize them so people could read it and learn it and use it. So the deeper I got into these principles, I got excited about what it could really do if people understood them and used them. So I woke up one morning, January 7th, 2021, and I said, somebody should write a book that helps people live day by day with these principles in mind and in action. And of course, God tapped me on the shoulder and said, I don't you write that book. So I did, I got up every morning at 5.30 in the morning, wrote for two hours, finished it by August 31st so we could get it edited and produced by Christmas season. Wow. I want to ask you something real quick on that because this is kind of this is a little bit off topic, but that's okay. Doing something like that takes a lot of discipline um, and knowing or having a goal. Was there? Did you set that goal of when you wanted it to have completed, and then did you set that goal and say, "I'm getting up at 5:30, 5 a.m. every day, and I'm working for two hours," and say to yourself specifically, "I'm not stopping for two hours." Is that yes? Okay. Yes, exactly. And that's actually the first principle in Think and Grow Rich is desire. If you have an overwhelming, passionate desire to accomplish something, you'll find a way to do it. Mm -hmm. So, but then put that with the 12 universal laws, you've got dynamite. Yes. You really do. Yeah. Um... So that's how it got written. Well, do you, it, in your words from you, what is it that really stops people from setting those goals and doing what they desire, their passions? Because I know a number of people who have a passion to do something, but they just can't get beyond a certain point. They may love to write, but they sit down and write, and then 10 minutes later, they're going, well, I don't know what to write. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. it's. Uh, so I guess my real question is, what what really is it that stops people from going beyond uh, that initial? My passion is this. I'm gonna get going on it. Is there a another step in the twelve steps that uh, can help? Well, with that? let me refer you back to, or, or take you forward to. I've been working, I've been in grad school to write my keynote address that's going to be based on the book. And I thought of, I came up with a title today for the talk and it kind of relates to what you just asked is, you know, don't let your thoughts run away with your life. So you're sitting down to write but you are not controlling your thoughts at all. You're thinking, oh my gosh, I was supposed to watch the dog walk. I was supposed to walk them and wash them and I didn't do that. And oh, those dishes are still in the dishwasher. I'm just gonna go empty those and then I'm gonna come back and write. It's, we let our, we run on autopilot. Our subconscious is a beautiful gift to us 
because it makes a habit of out of all the important things that we need to not die, right? Mm -hmm. Heart keeps beating, your lungs keep working. Have you ever driven to work and forgot how you got there? Almost like a dream state, daydream, and then yes, oh. yeah, that's yep. your subconscious. But what's also in your subconscious is paradigms which have been built since you were a small child. They might be, did your dad say money doesn't grow on trees? My that mind said that often. Yeah. Um, you know, you shouldn't go out with boys from that side of town. I mean, what are the tapes that we have in our heads? And they form our ideas, beliefs, and and actions that we take, or what actions that we think we cannot take. Mm -hmm. So I have done a yeoman's job the last two years of learning to control my thoughts. That means don't watch so much television because you take in information through your five senses, seeing, hearing, feeling, touch, and smell. Right. Everything goes into your subconscious. It is deductive, so it doesn't make any decision. It takes everything you give it. So it's like a garden. If you plant nightshade with daisies, they'll both grow in that dirt. So will everything that you put into your subconscious through your conscious. You let all the crap in, crap's what you have in there. So, Sorry, Mom, I don't talk that much. <laughs> so kind of thinking like this then, it would be um, using television or to, in today's world, watching a lot of YouTube. You watch these YouTubes, which perhaps will um, say, you can make a million dollars. I made my million dollars in two weeks. You watch another. You can make a million dollars. I made mine in one month. You watch another. I made a million dollars in three days. And then you have in your head and your subconscious that I can make a million dollars in one week. And you set out to do that and a week passes and then it didn't happen. And then you're telling yourself you can't. Or something in that along that lines is that how that subconscious works? Is it it's, formulated exactly something? That's how that subconscious works. It's sending you like I have. I stopped. I go on Facebook maybe once every three days to check my kids because mm -hmm. they're adult children just to see where they are, what they're doing. But I've tried to pull back from anything that puts stuff in my head. That will take me off the path that I want to be on. Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, so if you, the path I set for myself was, if I think I'm supposed to write this book, and I know I have a full-time job that starts at 8.30 every day, what time do I need to get up in order to write this in seven and a half months so it'll be published? And it's a 400-page book. It's not a... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Thanks for sticking around. I uh, just want to apologize about the audio quality on this particular podcast. So please bear with me, bear with this podcast, because coming up next, Judy's really going to talk about, well, how to really take control of your life and be more positive if, if you're having some negative thoughts right now. So stick around. Let's get right back into it. So it's really true. You know, don't let your thoughts run away with your life. 
my son's a vet. I was talking to him a few months ago, talking to him about the book. And I said, Graham, he was talking about how depressed he was. He lost his job. He didn't have a good plan, yada, yada, yada. I said, you know, you only feel bad because you're letting your thoughts or thinking those kind of thoughts. He goes, no, 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 no. Feelings just happen. You can't control feelings. Well, we have worked together on my principles in my book for the last three months. So Grant gets up every morning now and he goes, I'm having a bomb attitude. I'm going to be grateful. I know there's a great job for me. I'm going to get outside. I'm going to walk. I'm gonna... He's starting to control his thoughts. Mm -hmm. And good things are happening. You know, the famous law of attraction, right? Yeah, it's yes. one of the 12 universal laws. Huh. Yeah, it's one, it's one of them. It's not the number one law, but it is one of them. The law of attraction basically will tell you what you think about you get. And everybody goes like, oh, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't mean you wish for it or you hope it happens. It means you think about it. You, you, if you have a spiritual life, you talk to the greater beyond, you ask. The thing you think, if you think all the time about being broke, you will be broke. You know, you're inviting it into your life. Yes, I, uh, there are a couple of situations that go along with that for me personally, where, you know, if somebody says something about continually says be careful this be careful that I, I I say stop you're gonna jinx me because you're you're repeating it over and over and over and the way I feel is you're gonna make it happen or that's how I'm gonna I'm gonna make it happen because you are telling me to watch out for that watch out for that watch out for that um, and then another thing is when I was going to a college one of my uh, professors instructors teachers uh, it was for film school. It said if you want to be whatever it is, if you want to be a director, you call yourself a director now. You behave and you act like that now. So exactly. So and those things really do work. And what you're saying, those steps work. They work. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, if you do, you know what the twelve universal laws are. I'm I, I'm embarrassed to say no, I don't. Well, don't be embarrassed. I'm college educated had seven careers i didn't know what they were either but now that i know what they are, i can tell you we all live by them every day what's powerful about learning what they are is you can use them to live better mm -hmm. which is great so the first one is the law of divine oneness you know how in the hindu population they say namaste yes I see God in you. That's exactly what the law of divine oneness means, is that we're all, we all have a divine inside. We access it. Whatever you think the divine is, it's up to you. The second law is the law of correspondence. That's talking about your subconscious, not you've got mail. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> you, know, you need to talk to that subconscious because if you don't talk to it, your brain will be an open sieve. Everything will go into it. So like my husband turns the news on in the morning when we wake up and I have to jump out of the bed and jump in the shower because you know what was on it yesterday morning? 
they found somebody that murdered a girl 10 years ago. Armed robber killed five people. And it was over and over. It was nothing that's good for my brain. Right. So I'm not trying to take the news people out of jobs, but I'm not going to be the one that supports it because my brain can't handle it. It's just not positive enough. So correspondents, take it seriously, what goes into your noggin. The third law is vibration. This is the one that's so important to attraction and it's the one people miss. Attraction doesn't work without vibration. For vibration, think about a radio station. You know how when you're on a trip and you're turning the dial and you're trying to find country or R&B or whatever, whichever station you turn to, you will only get the music that's on that frequency, right? Mm -hmm. That's exactly how the law of vibration is. So if you have people around you that are happy and grateful and going for success, then you're on the same vibration as they are. Yes, that. And then you can attract more people like that, more events like that, more goodness. Yeah, I think that one with the vibration, a lot of people hear it, and it, what they hear is surround yourself with the type of people that you want to become or be. be. So. But you have to start being that person yourself yes. so that you're on that vibration. Yes, yes. So if you say, I want to be around people who are generous and happy, but you're stingy and cranky, you're on a different vibration. Yeah. <laughs> you're not on the right one. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, the next law would be attraction, right? Mm -hmm. And the law of attraction is a powerful law. But remember, if you do not get on the right vibration, frequency, you're not going to get there. I actually just picked up from the printer today. I should have brought it so I could show you. For the law of vibration, I made it a little card. And on one side, it's all the negative thoughts you can have in a ribbon. Okay. And then you flip it over and it says, with gratitude, you can have all these thoughts. And it's love and gratefulness and generosity and joy and happiness. And I made those cards so whenever I'm speaking someplace, I can give it to people when they buy a book and say, carry this one with you. So when you get in one of those situations when you want to blow up at the guy in traffic, or you want to tell the kids to pick their backpacks off the floor for the 50th time, instead you'll take a deep breath and look at that card and say, I want to be on the other side of vibration. I don't want to be on this negative side. I want to be on this positive side. Yeah. And I can tell you, in the last two years, I don't gossip. I don't complain anymore. I was a water cooler girl. I went to the water cooler and gossiped about our bosses and stuff. I don't do any of that stuff anymore, Chuck. I really don't. It's a cool way to live. That would be. And uh, I'm thinking the Beach Boys must have had something on their minds with that song, Good Vibrations. Then. Good Vibrations, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's in the book, too. Good for you. You're picking the songs right out of the book. <laughs> I'm on that same frequency right now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, with your big smile, I can see that you are. Thank you. I am. My pleasure. <laughs> you know, with all of this, with all these steps that people um, 
will eventually hopefully learn and practice and uh, be familiar with. Is it something that they have to do or that I have to do in a certain amount of time or is it can we pick and choose what we want out of these different steps and will we eventually become the person that we want to be? Even if we don't follow the exact steps, but we take things. You know how some people interpret things a little bit slightly different? Is that is that bad mm -hmm. to do? Uh, or is your book, your book and the steps actually just help people guide themselves? The book is, that's what it's good for. Uh, you know Jack Canfield who wrote Chicken Soup for the Soul? Uh, I've heard, yes. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, it's a very, very best-selling book. Mm -hmm. He actually interviewed me for his podcast. And he said this at the end of the podcast, and this is the best answer to your question that I have. He said, if you buy Judy's book and you read one reflection every day for a year, at the end of the year, you will have changed your life. And I would imagine, too, just because we give it a number, 365, or we give it a number of five steps or 12 steps, doesn't mean that you finish and you don't have to, or you cannot, retake them and restudy re them. That 365 days is continuous throughout your entire life. It's continuous. I, it'll be the rest of my life. Um, Bob Proctor just passed away last month. He was my mentor, and he wrote the foreword for my book. Mm -hmm. He's a fabulous man. And he, I learned from him, he said he had been studying the Bible, the writers, the laws, Every day, every morning, he'd read for a half an hour, review principles. Sometimes he'd read the same page over and over and over because we really don't retain things the first time we read them. Right. So and true. Yeah. The, there's a few more laws. We, just, we only did a couple, so let's mm -hmm. just finish them quick. Yeah. The next one is inspired action. So there's a post in the book about Flight 93, the flight that mm -hmm. crashed into the field in Tanksville, Pennsylvania. Yep. And when I well, visited that museum and I wrote the post for the book because I was so excited about it, my editor, who's my youngest daughter, she's an actual editor, like that's her job. Um, she said, oh, mom, that's not fair to put that in there for inspired action. Those guys were heroes. I said, no, they were regular people. They were people that based on their values, their beliefs, what they thought, their patriotism, they became heroes in that moment. That's what inspired action is, is maybe you'll be inspired to give $1,000 to help the Ukrainian refugees, Where, wherever your inspiration. So that's why you should take account of the 13th principle in Think and Grow Rich is use your sixth sense intuition when you get a sense that you should do something give something go somewhere you should do it absolutely um next is cause and effect i don't think i have to say much about that actions didn't our mother tell us that actions have consequences yes but that is they something do. but that is something that so many people do not know and i'm saying they don't know because they were never they taught where where wherever that failure was was 
of recent, uh, recent meaning past 30 years. I think that uh, a mm -hmm. lot of, and I, I don't like saying this and putting particular age group people into a bracket, but I think a lot of people, younger people, don't understand what consequence is because they were either never taught um, or somewhere along the line. I'm going to get a lot of crud for this. Everybody became, <laughs> everyone became a winner and everything was okay. And so therefore, yeah. to me, it's like a lot of kids uh, lost the sense of what is a consequence because everything's okay. Mom or dad will take care of it. No consequence. No. That kind of goes yeah, along kind with... Of the helicopter parents. Yes. Yep. Yes. So yeah. I had to throw that in there. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, the eighth law is compensation. Now, you've heard of Ralph Waldo Emerson? Mm-hmm. He wrote the most famous essay on compensation, and it's well worth finding it online and reading it. It's a genius essay because he talks about the fact that there's a seed inside everything that happens of equivalent benefit, meaning whatever you do in the world, good or bad, you will be compensated in like mm -hmm. form. Yep. Yeah. And so I have a good example for you, and I'll probably get credit for this. Um, we watched the Netflix special about the Boeing accident, and the CEO was being interviewed by Congress. Behind him was families of the dead people on the planes holding life-size pictures of their loved ones. Just stood there with dead, deadpan faces, it was brutally sad. So the Netflix ended and at the end of it, they rolled the credits and they said the CEO left the company shortly after that with 64 billion package. Now the old me would have been stomping around the family room going, that isn't fair. You should not get rewarded with all those people dying and not taking responsibility. But I have learned the law of compensation. I don't know how or when, but compensation will come. I don't know if he'll get sick or lose his family or be in an act. I don't know. I have. I don't need to know. I don't want to. Know. Yeah. Um, but compensation is a perfect law. It will be taken care of. And I have to add to that. Sorry, keep right where my eye. Actually, this Sunday, I, I'm blind. I went blind in my left eye on Sunday. So, oh, my gosh. That's happened to me before. Yeah. So, um, so sorry. But uh, what you're saying there as far as the compensation and, you know, at certain times people would say, why, why did that person get that? They don't deserve it because of this and that. Uh, the law of compensation, which people need to understand on this point, because they're putting, they're placing a, a dollar value, they're placing that wealth on a money thing. Um, you don't know, like you said, you don't know what's going to happen to the person in the future. Um, what you put out there, you're going to get back. Sometimes they say, well, you put out there that's bad, you're going to get back twice bad, you know, twofolds. Um, but I look at it as we don't know that person may be waking, if that person is a human, they may be waking up every day with not being a good day. Doesn't matter how much money they have, how much money they got, they're having a cruddy day because that memory comes back. What, 
What did yeah. I do? What did I do? And then... Or what could I have done? What could I have done? Yes. Yeah. Could yeah. I have not let that memo go by my desk without stopping it and making sure we took those planes out of the sky? Yeah. And we don't know. We don't. And for me, that, again, about p placing value in wealth, I can't place a value on that type of sadness or sorrow or f emotion that you might have. It doesn't matter if I got a trillion dollars out of it. I could go buy stuff and do everything. But at the end of the day and at the beginning of the day, I'm going to feel cruddy. And yeah. that is not how I would like to live. Not how I want to live either. Yeah. Now, the ninth law, this is the one that you use the most. The law of relativity says that everything's nothing's all good or all bad. So if a bad situation comes to you, you lose a job, you have a car accident, uh, all the things that can happen in life, you will have a much better life if you always say, maybe, maybe it's good, maybe it's bad. I don't know the future. So I'm gonna look for the good in this. And that way I've lowered my blood pressure. I don't have a headache. I'm not screaming at somebody. And I can just deal with the situation, and it will turn out better that way anyway. Yeah. Uh, the law of relativity is very helpful. And we've all heard the term, another door will open. So. Another door will open. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I actually developed an exercise that I teach in my keynote. It's called Back to the Future. So what you do, you look back in your life and find challenging situations and see what happened the next few years because of that situation. Mm -hmm. So I lost my job because of my five strokes and open heart surgery. That's what sent me out to find a new career. So I got to New York Life. So I took that class. So I wrote this book. So I'm talking to you. Back to the future. Yeah. So the next bad situation that comes up for me I can say, well, I have no idea. This could be the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm not going to get upset about it because I don't know. Yeah. We have two left. Actually, we have three left. I totally discounted. Um, perpetual motion. Perpetual motion is so important because it's what keeps the world going. It's what keeps the stars up in the sky. It keeps you standing up so you don't fall over. Perpetual motion is such an amazing law that the patent office will not any longer take inventions of perpetual motion machine. Mm. Because they've had so many and none of them have ever worked. Even Leonardo da Vinci submitted one to the patent office and it didn't work. Only whoever created this world can make perpetual motion work. And there's polarity, which is everything has an opposite. Another kind of like a, I think of it a subset to the law of relativity because you can say, if this is bad, there's gotta be good there. Everything has an opposite. <laughs> and the last one is giving and receiving. 
and it basically says you cannot give one dime more than you, you cannot receive one dime more than you have given just that's the way that the world works and i have a good example for you rg letourneau invented earth moving machines back in the 30s he lived in texas he was a great boss he put life-size positive things on the walls so everybody would be positive and happy at work and he funded orphanages and schools and paid his employees well had a great benefit package when he passed away they found out that he gave 90 cents of every dollar he made to charity or to his employees. Wow. And he was a multimillionaire who was able to change the lives of millions of people. So I'm not saying I'm to the point where I can give 90 cents of every dollar yet, but I think it's a great goal. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I want to add kind of what I had said at the beginning too, uh, and what you have alluded, alluded to is that you know, a lot of these laws, we we know them. Everybody knows, maybe not all of them, but we know a, a fair amount of them. But we just haven't placed a name to it. We just haven't been cognizant or aware of that. And I think, again, I'll say with, I think with your book and the writings, and when you read it and you see it in front of you and you read it over and over, it puts inside of your head and your thought, this is what it is. It kind of gives you an aha moment. Oh, I knew that. This is what it's called. Yeah. So therefore, I know what to call it and what I am doing. And I think it will make people um, more focused on, you know, doing whatever they have to do, whatever part of the law it is. That's how I feel is, you know, the law of relativity and things like that. And, you know, the give and take. We say, oh, give and take and things like that. Oh, here's that. Here's the real name for it. That's what I've been doing. Okay, I can I can explain it and I can do it and I know what it is now. Um, that that's was my great, uh -huh. That's a great way to say it because that's my realization was Universal laws, law, it means it always works that way. Mm -hmm. So you can have faith that if you're operating from the law of compensation, you might not get it back tomorrow or in the same way you gave it, but it has to come back. And Ralph Waldo Emerson used a, an acorn seed to explain it. Did you know how an acorn has the whole oak tree inside of that seed. Everything in the world is like that. The compensation, the beautiful tree is in the seed. So whatever we do, it, it just, it's gonna work the way it works. It's in us. And we control that. Yeah. It's in us, yeah. Yeah. It's our thing. Um, th th I mean, these are all, once again for me, profound aha moments of, oh, I get it, or I kind of get it, and I, I think, to me, your 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 book and what you're talking about and how you're letting all of us know is it goes beyond borders and boundaries of age, sex, religion, wealth. It goes beyond that. I, I look at it as yeah. um, this is a an, an individual thing, but it's also 
a society thing. It, it's it would just yes. better everything and everyone. But the best yes. part of it is to me is it will better everything. So yeah, can you imagine if we could use the universal laws in the in the world across the world from us? If anybody used giving and receiving or attraction or any of them. Yeah, well, you know, like you said, you get up in the morning and you turn on the news channel or, or something, and first thing you hear is a bad story. Second thing is a bad story. A third thing is a bad story. Fourth is bad weather. <laughs> and then maybe <laughs> somewhere down the line, they might give something that is positive. But a little human interest. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. why can't we start off? the morning that way with a news. Good morning, listeners or viewers. Today is a fantastic day. This is what happened last night. Mr. Jones did this or whatever. And now, you know, whatever it might be. But it sure would be a change yeah. and nice to have something like that. It would. I, I think we've gotten in the habit the last 30 years, 40 years, of we're attached to our phones. <laughs> well, that's only been the last 15. But none the, if you think of how much you know, they're talking about how the teenage suicide rate is up. Yeah. And it's they're living on TikTok and Instagram and Facebook and whatever. And they're not getting good messages about themselves that way. And it's I had somebody say to me a couple of weeks ago, you know, Judy, where you need to take this talk is to college kids. So they learn these principles before they start making those big decisions. Yeah. Control your thoughts. Don't let your thoughts run away with your life. Gosh, and even before college, I think nowadays it's very important because, like you're saying, you've got teen uh, teen suicides that have gone up. Um, if you That's learn the, uh, another way, I look about look at everything, um, the universal law and everything that we're talking about today, is acceptance, I, and, and not acceptance of others, acceptance of yourself. Uh, mm -hmm. So, I think it would be helpful at even a younger age, perhaps. But you know, one thing I'm not doing—I'm doing a disservice right now because I'm not asking you to let all of us know where we can go to buy your book. Oh my gosh! Well, I always <laughs> like talking about that. Well, everybody's on Amazon. Yes. So Amazon is the easiest way to get it. Three hundred and sixty-five. The number. Days of Abundance by Judy Bailoff, B-A-L-L-O-F-F. And if they go to my website, which is judybayloff.com, they can get seven free days to test it out if they want to see what it's like before they buy it. Hmm. And I imagine it's on Barnes & Noble and so many other sources where you can find books. Oh, yeah, you can get Kindle. Yes, you can get Kindle, Audible, Nook. I mean, it's on all the reading websites. That's all that. Yeah, it's very well. The Audible is actually really cool. I listened to it. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it because I had to be done in a studio. So my editor, who's my youngest daughter, did it. When you hear those words, it's so powerful when you hear the, the Bible verse, the quote, the story. It's just, I was just, Totally blown away by it. So yeah, and I think a lot of I recommend that too. Absolutely, because now I mean we've we've 
so many people have gotten into podcasts and that's you know really about listening and when you make when do you make time to do that well when you're doing certain things or you're driving so there's no better way of listening to 365 days of abundance while you're driving to work you know mm -hmm. you're going to work every day right so you, if you're driving there listen to it you got 365 days you can listen to it over and over and over if you want yeah. so and i wrote it so that to the point that you made it's not dated for 2022 it's just january february march you can use this book for years because it will take you a lifetime to really learn how these laws work and how they help you live a better life yeah because i'm learning every day me too. It's it's again a, a give and take, and I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn the same lesson over and over every day. The same two, <laughs> the same all? five, the same ten, the same twelve. At some point in time, I'm gonna reuse it, relearn it, and do it over again. So, uh, it's. I absolutely think this book should be on the shelf right in front, at the school, <laughs> and everywhere. Really, just for people to read and to again get to know i haven't read it um just i've been going through the internet taking a look at a couple of the pages and um reading but it i think to me really helps learn about yourself as well uh, it does and I, I personally i think that's the most powerful thing is um we all need that in today's day and age right now we we need this book so well kids 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 and adults, there's so many people who don't feel worthy of anything. Mm -hmm. And the law of divine oneness, the very first most important law that they're all based on, you are a divine creation. Whether or not you believe in the God in heaven, you are still divinely created. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Um... And you have worth, and you need to know that. And uh, we need to help teach Kids that, and adults, I know a lot of adults that don't have much self-worth. Yeah, I keep saying about younger kids, younger kids, but there's absolutely a lot of adults, um, grown-up people who have that, gosh, problem. I don't want, I didn't want to use that word problem, but, you know, they, they just don't have a, a high enough self-worth. So, and I like what you were saying about your son finally saying, you know, to himself, being the positive, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the bomb. Um, I look at it and I say to some friends, some people, you know, sounds corny, but mo most people get up in the morning and they brush their teeth and there's the mirror. Well, look in the mirror and say, today, you're going to have a great day because you're already looking in the mirror because you're right there to brush yeah. your teeth. Why not? That's the first, one of the first things that you do. It is the Absolutely. first person that you see is yourself. Tell yourself you're going to have a great day or at least say good morning. Because in that word, good morning, there's good. It sounds mm -hmm. corny, but you know what? No, I, I live by it's that. It's not corny. I live by it. <laughs> you should. I'm glad you do. And I do the same thing. I jump out of bed and say, this is the day the Lord has made. We will be glad and rejoice in it. Yeah. Yeah. Judy, I have loved our conversation. This has been a lot of fun. I know it's probably a little bit unorthodox in, in terms of 
your professionalism and what you've uh, experienced in other podcasters, but I, I love trying to make it more of a conversation because as good and as bad as it sounds, a lot of people like to be eavesdropping. So this is kind of like they're dropping <laughs> in on our conversation and it might make it a little bit yeah. more interesting for them. The book is going to read the same, and as you mentioned, Audible, audible.com. You can take a look at, again, 365 uh, Days of Abundance, and listen to it. Listen to it on your drive. Judy, again, thank you very much. Um, all the you. kind words, Namaste. all the blessings, everything to you. This is, I love it. I love it. Well, you've made it through another podcast, so thanks for sticking around. Maybe you're getting to work right now. Maybe you're getting home from work. Or maybe you're going to your favorite restaurant to pick up some food. No matter what, thank you again for sticking around. And don't forget, please remember to like, share, comment, and always come back. There's always something new. And if you want to be a guest, let me know. You can leave a message and we'll have you on the show. Thanks again. My name is Chuck Tuck. I'm the host of Behind the Story with Chuck Tuck. Have a great day. Bye-bye.